0: And rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Uh, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet uh, we esteem, esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Verse 5 says this, and you, this is the part that most of us know. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Verse 6 says this, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, capital H, talking about Jesus Christ, the iniqu- iniquity of us all. Will you just bow your heads as we pray? Lord, I ask tonight, Lord, that as we go over this bit of Scripture, God, and we remember what you did on Calvary, God, I pray, Lord, that our hearts would begin to reflect on your goodness and how good of a God you are and how merciful of a God that you are. God, I ask, Lord, that this word, Lord, would be a reminder to us tonight, God, just just what the price that you paid on Calvary for our sins. God, I pray, Lord, tonight, Lord, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice before this night, I pray, Lord, if they don't know you, Lord, that they would know you as as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name we prayed. Everyone said amen. Hey, uh, I want to I speak to you guys. I'm just going to get straight right into it. My name is TJ. I'm the pastor here. I'll get that out of the way in case you're wondering. Um, uh, I want to speak to you guys tonight on on the five wounds of Jesus. The five wounds of Jesus. Um, I'm told uh, that there are five types of wounds that Jesus dealt with on on good on Good Friday. Uh, when we think back two thousand something years ago, uh, that he bore and, and pains. Uh, the first one is this: a contusion, and a contusion as he was uh, he was beaten mercilessly. Mercilessly uh, by by those who would accuse him falsely accuse him of things that he had not done But yet he would take a a beaten he would just sit there and, and be beaten and then the next the next one is this laceration Everyone say lacerations We're talking about a cat of nine tails being whipped mercilessly on his back with a cat of nine tails, not once. Some scholars believe 39 times, some believe 40 times. I don't think it matters. I think what matters is that his back was lacerated and ripped to shreds that day. And the important thing, I think most of us, if we were to think back to those moments and if we were to reflect and we were to... To, to even try to imagine that, his his back was just a mess, I'm sure, by the time he got to the cross. The next one is this, the penetration of the crown of thorns in his brow. They gave him a, a crown of thorns, number one, to mock him because uh, the Jews, they, they claimed that he was the king of the Jews. And they were mocking him. They were making fun of him. And and they they gave him this crown, and with this crown they would press this crown of thorns deep into his brow and on his skull, uh, causing all kinds of penetrations and and bleeding in his head. The next one is this: the per, uh, perforation of the spikes in his hands and his feet. Um, uh, the perforation speaks of this. It's it's a making of a hole where one does not exist. Can you imagine the pain? of spikes going through your hands and feet. He would hang all his body weight on his feet and on his hands there on the the cross. But can I say this to you boldly today? It was not the nails that held him to the cross that day, but it was his love for you and for me that held him to the cross that day. Amen. Amen. And lastly is this, this thing they call an incision he received when the Roman soldier would pierce his side, making a gaping hole where water began to flow, water and blood begin to flow. So I want to I talk to you about the, these five things. And, and, and with these five things, I want to talk about five ways that the Son has set you free. Scripture tells us that who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. And so I want to talk to you. Number one, I want to talk about the crown of thorns. It penetrated his brow. Has anybody ever cut your head in here? Have, when you cut your head, when you break your eyebrow open, it bleeds profusely, right? When you have a head wound, it bleeds profusely. I remember when Zayli, one time, she, my daughter, she hurt her eye. Her, her dog knocked her over into the coffee table, split her eye open, and blood began to gush down her face. And there was so much blood, but Jesus, when he took that crown of thorns on his head, the blood began to flow right then and there. And let me ask you this, what rests in our heads? What rests in our skulls? I know our brains and our mind. And can I tell you something? A mind is a powerful thing. All acts are first thought out. Everything in your body is thought out because your mind. When you move your hand, your brain has told your hand to do it. Your hand will not do it. It, it, it. Your brain tells it what to do. Our hands move because our mind tells us to. And here's what I know. Listen, spiritually speaking, the mind is a battlefield. The mind is a battlefield where it can be good or it could be bad. Let me give you an example right here. Number one is fear. Many people are driven by fear, and many people have allowed fear to lead us in some way or another. Now, there are times where fear is good, like when you're up high on a ladder, and you know you shouldn't be jumping around, right? There are some moments where fear is good, but most of the time, spiritually speaking, fear is is something that, that is not good. Fear, fear of this. And maybe you're here. Maybe you have a fear of witnessing or telling others about Jesus, and the enemy has has lied to you and told you not to do that. Maybe you're worried about losing friends, or maybe you have a fear of your reputation. Can I tell you something? Maybe you have a fear of this, maybe the devil and the demons. When you start reading and, and learning about those things, you start to have a fear. But can I tell you this? This is what God says about fear. In 2 Timothy 1, seven, it says this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Amen. But of power and love and of a sound mind. And the reason why is because Jesus had thorns on on his head. Listen, here's another one. Another battle of our mind is depression and anxiety. Never in my life have I been around people who have dealt with depression and anxiety like right now. And here's what I know. It starts in the mind. It can be brought on by tragedy. It can be brought on by situation. But it starts in our mind. It is a mind. Mindset, depression, uh, it, it, it starts slowly and it begins to build. Anxiety and worry. Some of us live in constant worry of what's going to happen in the world. And let me tell you something. That is not something that the Lord gives us. What does God say in Psalms 34:18 and 19? The Lord is close to the broken heart and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Maybe you feel depressed in your heart. The Lord is close to you. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Amen. I love that. Here's the next next thing that, that maybe we deal with in our mind is anger. And Some of us, we, we, we like to, to get mad at people because they're mad at us. And so we think we could retaliate because they're mad at us. And so I get to retaliate. And let me tell you something. Our anger will lead you to say things that you never wanted to say. I mean, I can tell you as a husband, there have been moments where I've let my anger get ahead of me, and I've said things to my kids, and I've said things to my wife that I've had to go back and apologize. And let me tell you this, maybe you're here, and I, maybe, maybe I, I don't know, you know, maybe you're from a different church, or maybe you're from a, not a church at all, but listen, this is what I know, hurt people hurt people. And our mindset is to this. Oftentimes, we're angry and we want to return to pain. I want to go back to this. And, and, and pain leads to hurting people. When someone offends you, we immediately start to think about how I want to respond to that person. But what does God say about that? In First Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, it says, Finally, all of you should be in one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. Verse 9 says this, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults with people uh, uh, when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. So whatever you're struggling with today, can I tell you something? Jesus has broke. And set you free, the plagues of your mind. Whether it's fear, whether it's anxiety, whether it's anger, it doesn't matter. Jesus beat it on the cross. Amen. Number two right here. The second wound that I want to talk about is the nail-pierced hands, the perforation of his hands. And let me tell you what we do with our hands. We accomplish things in life with our hands. We build with our hands. We work with our hands. We type with our hands. We write with our hands. We, We do everything, and we work with our hands. Our hands represent our labor, and Jesus' hands were pierced and nailed down so that we could be free to labor and labor for him. Amen? And oftentimes we think laboring is tough and working for Jesus is tough. But our hands oftentimes uh, they are tied. Sometimes we're, we, we let the enemy tie our hands because we think that we aren't free to labor for Jesus. And the enemy uses resentment and uses our past and says, you're not good enough to do this. But let me tell you something. Jesus, he took nails in his hands so you are free to labor for him. Amen? Amen. Amen. So look at this. Here's the next one. A nail-pierced feet. Nail pierced feet. Jesus' feet were nailed down. And one of the biggest struggles for us as humans is the direction for our lives. Some of us are praying for direction right now. God, should I do this? God, should I take this job? God, should I work on my marriage? Should I stay married? Should I, And we're looking for direction. And, and, and what would you have me to do, Lord? Should I go to this school or should I stay in this relationship? What direction should I go? And some of us never walk in the freedom of God. Because we don't know where to go. but and, and, and so I want to look at this. What does the Bible say about this? It's Psalms 119, 105. It says this, your word is a lamp to my feet and a guide to my path. Amen. Psalms thirty seven twenty three says this, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. Amen. He delights in every detail of their lives. Can I tell you something? No matter what you're going through and no matter if you're afraid to walk, Jesus took nails in his feet knowing and that you were going to walk and that he would lead and guide you. Amen. Here's the next portion I want to talk about. The stripes upon his back. Amen. Everyone say, the stripes, the stripes on his back. He bled from his back. He was beaten severely for our healing is what the scripture says that I read earlier And can I tell you something, maybe you're dealing with a sickness, but can I tell you that sickness has no authority over us because Jesus took stripes on his back for our healing. And oftentimes we lack that healing because oftentimes it's not because we have a lack of faith, but we have this idea that God is not willing to do it. But let me tell you something, God wants to heal you and God wants to bless you. And how many times have we asked, not really expecting him to heal us, when First Peter, verses 2 and 24, it says, By his wounds, you have been healed. Amen. 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 Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise if you're going to do it. <clears throat> this last one I want to talk to you about, he took a spear in his side. Scripture tells us that a Roman soldier pierced his side with a spear. And it says that the blood and the water begin to flow. On that cross that day, historians tell us that water probably came from uh, uh, this thing called the pericardium, which is the, these two thin layers that are around your heart where, where water exists. And Jesus was pierced in this deepest place and the most vulnerable place of our lives. And that's us, our hearts. Many of us have issues of the heart. Can I tell you, we may have issues with our mind. We may have issues with our hands. We may have issues with our feet. We may struggle with certain things. But let me tell you something. It starts with a heart issue. Amen. Jesus was pierced in the deepest part and the most vulnerable part of his life. And some of you have been hurt in your heart. Some of you don't trust people because because someone has hurt you. You have resentment towards them. Listen, Jesus was betrayed by his friends. The only one disciple made it to the foot of the cross. The rest scattered that day. Matthew says this about the heart. Matthew chapter 15 and 19, it says this. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. Knowing that, Jesus suffered and died willingly for us who had deceitful hearts. Say, I'm not deceitful, TJ. Scripture says this, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Can I tell you something? This is how good God is. This is how good Jesus is. John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world, that when you had a deceitful heart, He sent His only Son, that whosoever shall believe in Him shall not perish but have, what? Everlasting life. Romans 5, 8 says this. I love this verse. But God showed His love for us and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yes. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, he looked ahead and he saw your sins. And he saw my sins. And he said, there's a people in Bedford, Indiana, that are going to need to know about my grace and mercy. 2 yes. Corinthians 5.21 says this, and I love this. For our, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, talking about Jesus, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What does that verse mean, TJ? You had a debt that you couldn't pay. You owed a debt that you couldn't pay. Jesus paid a debt that he didn't have to pay, but he did it for your sake. He took your place. Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages of sin is death. And Jesus paid that debt that day. Yes. This is what I know about God. He could replace a heart of stone and turn it into a soft one. You know why? Because that's me. And that's you. Yes. Was hard in my spirit, broken in my spirit, but God came along. I love this, with with knowing that Jesus had these five wounds throughout his body. In his hands, in his feet, the spear in his side, the stripes on his back, and the thorns on his head. And you may not know this, but I know this as a a minister of the gospel. The number five is the number of grace. You know what grace is? unmerited, unearned favor. And that's what Jesus did. He came to give you grace and mercy. I don't deserve it. I don't understand why he did it, but he loves you. If you don't hear anything else that I say tonight, know that Jesus Christ loves you enough to die for you. Jesus that day on the cross he paid it all. All your sins, all your shortcomings, all your weaknesses, all your thoughts, he paid it all. He took care of it on the cross that day. He freed our minds from fear and depression and anxiety and anger. He 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 freed our hands so that we would be able to do the good works that he's called us to do, Ephesians 2.10. He freed our feet so that our steps would be ordered and that we would be given a clear path to walk this life, our backs, where the central nervous system of our body is. He. All the pain was transferred in our body, but, but he took stripes on his back for our healing. Amen and in His side our hearts where iniquity starts but God sets us free. Amen? Amen. He freed us from the curse of sin. John 8, 36 says this. So if the Son has set you free you are free indeed. Will you do me a favor? Will you bow your heads just for a moment here? Talking about the cross I can't help but think about God's grace if you're here under the sound of my voice I don't know your back story I don't know much about you but I know that you came here on a Friday night and can I tell you that Jesus paid a debt he didn't know you owed a debt that he paid Scripture tells us that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He wants a relationship with you. Today, under the sound of my voice, I don't know why you came here tonight. I don't know your story. I don't know anything about you. I just felt led in this moment to do this. I want to give you a chance to know Jesus as your personal Savior. If you're here, you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, will you, will you lift your hand? Anybody in the building? No one looking around. No one looking around. I just want to be just a tender moment of, of, of here. Thank you for thank you for that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else just for a moment? We wait just a moment. Will you do this? Will you repeat repeat this prayer after me? Everyone in the house, say, Jesus, I'm thankful for the cross. Thank you for paying my debt. God, I'm sorry for all my sins, all my past mistakes. God, cover me with your blood tonight. God, I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Come dwell in my heart in the mighty name of Jesus. In your name I pray.